This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everyone, and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. It's quarterfinal time in our three ATP Tour events this weekend. Uh, this week, sorry. And there's no doubt the best man we need to speak to is a man who's a bit of a form, a bit of form at the moment. The last time he was on, he gave us some winners. He's been in Barcelona all week. He's our ATP Tour senior handicapper, Mr. Sean Calver. How are you, sir? Uh, very well, thanks. Yeah, not bad. A little bit tired. I didn't get back till late last night uh, from Barcelona, but um, yeah, been at it again today, uh, watching the tennis and um, keeping myself abreast with everything that's going on in this week's three tournaments. But yeah, it's all it's all good, mate. Yeah, we spoke to you a couple of times when you were in Barcelona. What was it like? What was the trip like? Well, it, it, the weather was great. Actually, um, got very lucky, didn't I? For once, uh, the the two tournament, the two other tournaments, both had the rain, didn't they? Banja Luka and Munich both been delayed by rain, but there was no chance of that in Barcelona. It, it wasn't stunningly gorgeous, but it was just it was nice when the sun came out. It was hot. It was a bit cloudy, but you know, once the sun did break, break through, it was actually pretty warm. And um, it's a great tournament, as I said. You know, Barcelona is a, a fabulous tournament. Very well attended. Too well attended, if I'm being picky. Um, but, Not like you, you know, to be picky, Sean. Come on, come on. Come on. Yeah, I need to tell the people what you know what these tournaments are all about in case they're thinking of going. You know, I don't want to sort of you know gloss over some of the important facts. But um, yeah, it was great. It's it's, it's you know it's, you always get top players there. Some, some great tennis. Um, it's yeah, and it's a great city as well, Barcelona. So it's, you know, it's, there's nothing much not to like really. Yeah, and then it's pretty much gone the way of the favourites. You said about the favourites being doing very, very well in Barcelona. And that's been certainly been the mm. case. A lot of favourites uh, through, and we got we know three quarterfinals already uh, for action tomorrow, and they are all the market leaders, aren't they? Yeah, I, th- I think just I was just looking at it this afternoon. I think Dan Evans won, didn't he, against against Kishanov? But prior to that, I think ten out of the previous eleven favourites won, and pretty much all of them won in straight sets. Um, and the same last year, I think I mentioned on Sunday's show, I think there was only eight underdog winners in Barcelona last year. There's been sort of roughly the same sort of mark again this year. So it's been the best players, um, you know, coming to the fore again. And you do get that sometimes in the clay season. It's, it, it makes it a bit tricky to, for, for people like me to sort of try and find a bit of value. There's always a possibility of it here and there, but, it, it you know, it's not that easy to find. Well, hopefully he finds a bit of value for us tomorrow in the quarterfinals in Barcelona. An early start. The first match is 6 a.m. Eastern time. Check out the Best Rivers website. Uh, the following match is 7.20 and they go on throughout the morning. So it's an early start again tomorrow because the action is obviously in Europe. So the Barcelona tournament, the first quarterfinal we do know is at 6 a.m. It's a repeat of what we saw last week in Monte Carlo. Lorenzo Massetti is up against Yannick Sinner. Now, on the graphic here, we have minus 305 Yannick Sinner plus 235 Lorenzo Massetti. Now, that graphic was um, prepared about 25 minutes before the show. 
There's been some money for Mazzetti. He's now down to plus 220. Uh, Yannick Sinner is minus 278. The handicap, though, hasn't changed. It's a four and a half start for Mazzetti, uh, minus 159. Very heavy favourite. And the totals are 21 and a half. These are two Italians playing against each other. We do know that uh, Sinner won last week. Uh, obviously, on the back of Mazzetti uh, having that big, big win against Novak Djokovic. And Sinner won very easy, 6-2, 6-2. Uh, and he's got a 3-0 head-to-head. Uh, obviously, one of them was many years ago in a, a qualification tournament in Rome. Um, but Sinner has been the man in form this year. Mazzetti's come into a bit of form. But Sinner's played a lot of tennis, hasn't he, Sean? Yeah, I mean, my advice here would be take that take that price while you can on Mazzetti. Um, and that's just on the basis that Sinner just looks absolutely shattered. Uh Anyone that saw his match earlier on against Nishioka, which he just about edged in three sets, would have seen Sinner looking like he had absolutely nothing left. Little, little similarly to how he looked in, in the Miami final. You know, we, we, we've seen it many times, haven't we, with Sinner over the years? And, you know, we have said it numerous times. His, his fitness is an issue. Um, I'd have kind of hoped when, I'd been, when I was backing him in Indian Wells in Miami, I'd have hoped he'd, all the training that he'd done, he does look physically stronger, would have helped him out in that sense. But, he still looks like he's struggling in terms of stamina. He just doesn't seem to be able to play back-to-back-to-back tournaments um, Sinner successfully. And he he, had, he was feeling his hamstring as well against Sinner, against Sinner, against Nishioka um, earlier on today. And he only just won that, like I said. Uh, for anyone that didn't watch that, I'll just, I'll just repeat what he said after the match. He said, um, he said, yeah, I mean, for sure, I'm a little bit tired mentally. I try to stay very strong every time I step on the court because I want to win. I give it the best shot every time. I try to go on court, play the best I can and give 100% that day, even if I'm a little bit tired. Now, that's basically Sinner saying, I'm shattered, but I don't <laughs> I don't want to tell everybody because obviously you don't want to tell your opponent, do you? But anyone that watched that match would see that he's 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 struggling. Um, and the, the situation, the circumstances of this match against Massetti are very different than they were last week. As you said, um, Massetti was coming into that match after a emotionally draining uh, and, and physically draining uh, match against against Novak Djokovic. And, you know, he's beaten essentially the world number one, you know, one of the best players of all time. Um, and then he had to come out the next day and start all over again. And we've both said this many times. It's difficult for for players to do that, isn't it? To get themselves up again the next day, particularly young players like Massetti. And I think he was just flat and, and drain that day against Sinner. This time it could be the other way around. It's, it looks like it's going to be Sinner that's drained. Although Massetti had the had the trainer out as well against Cam Norrie. He beat our guy Cam Norrie um, today. I mean Norrie Norrie was um, two break points away from serving for the first straight threats win there. Uh, Massetti came back and won it uh, to his credit. You know it was, it was a, a great comeback from him. But Massetti did have the trainer out, so um, he's he's uh, got a slight arm problem as well. But I just think Sinner just looks. It just looks like he's got very little left. And if Massetti is ever going to beat Sinner, it, it's probably going to be on clay uh, and slow clay like this, this clay in Barcelona and against a Sinner that's potentially uh, or, or quite likely to be to be less than at his best physically. Let's just have a look at Sinner's record this year. Obviously, after the Austrian Open, he, got to the, he won in Montpellier. So he went all the way through to the final. He went all the way through to the final in, in Rotterdam. He then went to the semifinals in Indian Wells, then went to the final in Miami. Then went to the semi-finals in Monte Carlo. And that's three different services. Lots of tennis, lots of action, going deep in every tournament, no respite. 
and uh, I like the way, way of thinking here. So Lorenzo Massetti is now currently plus 220. The graphic will say plus 235, but that line has moved. Still value at plus 220? Yeah, I think so. Um, as I say, I think this is a great opportunity for Massetti. If, if, if he hasn't got too much of a problem with that arm, I mean, it looked okay once he had the physio out. He, he didn't seem to have any problems after that. I just think this is an opportunity to take Sinner on. Um, you know, he looked tired even in Monte Carlo, didn't he, against Rune? Um, he looked tired there. He didn't look particularly great against Schwartzman either. He kind of laboured his way past Schwartzman, and he certainly laboured his way past, past Nishioka. So this is a, for me, this is a great opportunity for for Massetti, and um, we'll we'll see if he takes it. But I think I think it's a decent um, a decent price. Yeah, I also think it's, it could be a line that could go even. Uh, lower than the plus 220 it could yeah this could go on uh, start about plus 185 i could imagine the support coming from Mazzetti here for the exact reasons that uh, sean has just uh highlighted there so Mazzetti early start 6 a.m tomorrow morning uh, eastern time check out the bet rivers website currently there's 28 different bets uh you can have on that market and uh, if you do have a bet and you wake up after the first set remember if you had the bet on the web bet rivers website you can watch it live stream from your bed from you from your having your breakfast whatever you want to do so uh hopefully we get off the day with a good start with betting a big outsider lorenzo Massetti at plus 220 to beat yannick sinner the next match uh 720 and i know from your video in barcelona you're very impressed with the what you saw from alex diminois uh, he's up against Stefanos Tsitsipas, a player that uh, we have question marks about his fitness. We're not quite sure whether he's 100%, but Stefanos Tsitsipas is a heavy favourite here. He's minus $4 against Diminois, who is $3 plus $3. Uh, the handicap here is 3.5, and, and the totals are 21.5. These two players have met 11 times before, and Tsitsipas leads 10-1, so we can understand why. He is a minus $4 favourite. And in the two times they've met on clay, Tsitsipas has won them both fairly comfortably in straight sets. The only time Diminois won uh, against uh, Tsitsipas was back in 2017, about 10 miles from where I live in Surbiton, in the Challenger on grass. Um, Tsitsipas, I know you're not the biggest fan of Tsitsipas and you you, you are questioned about his, his, his fitness levels. But you mm. did say, didn't you? You saw Diminois and against uh, he played uh, Chevchenko, didn't he? And Chevchenko, yeah. You was very, very impressed with what you saw. Was you impressed with Diminois, or was you not so much impressed with the Russian? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, it, Shevchenko, we said before the match, didn't we? He could be a little bit tired after that challenger win in in Madrid. I think that was possibly the case. But I think he was also he started very nervously and very poorly, and, and it just didn't didn't really wasn't able to get a foothold in the in the match and he, everything that he was throwing at Diminor was just coming back I mean Diminor was was great you know um you could you could perhaps say that Shevchenko is perhaps at this stage of his career is a little bit lightweight maybe um it, it could also be the case that he's going to be better on hard courts Shevchenko than than clay um that's certainly possible but yeah it, it was a very professional performance from Diminor and he had a walkover today as well didn't he against Dimitrov who once again, isn't fit. I think he had an illness um, this time, Dimitrov, but there always seems to be something wrong with him physically. Um, yeah, a very poor head-to-head, uh, as you said, for, for Diminor um, against Tsitsipas. If, I mean, if we look at the service points, one and return points, one totals of this matchup, um, the 12 matches that I've got listed here, of which Tsitsipas uh, has won 10, it's 107 to 93 to Tsitsipas. Not, not overwhelmingly massive, but pretty substantial. Um, and the first serve has been it's been one of the key differences in this matchup. Sitsipas has won 73% of his first serve points won. Um, 
Diminor's only won 64%, so almost 10% better on first serve, Sitsipas. And, and surprisingly on return as well, where Sitsipas, I've questioned his returning abilities in the past, potentially because Diminor, Diminor doesn't have the greatest of serves, the biggest of serves. Sitsipas has been able to get into more of the Diminor service games. He's actually won 41% of return points in this in this matchup, Sitsipas, which is much bigger than his normal average. And Diminor, who you would normally class as a very good returner, has only has only managed to win 34% of return points I get on the Sitsipas serve. So it's Sitsipas is doing everything quite a bit better uh, than Diminor. I wouldn't say that this is definitely going to go that way again. And, and the reason I say that is because I'm still not convinced that Sitsipas is totally fit. We'll see. I, I should imagine that Diminor is just going to put a lot of traffic to that backhand of Sitsipas and just test it out as it hasn't been tested out really. Shapovalov today didn't really test the backhand of Sitsipas out. Diminor certainly will. Um, whether that's enough to turn around this this very sort of negative and poor head-to-head that he has against Sitsipas, you know, it remains to be seen. I'm not really that tempted to back Diminor. I could see a reason for doing it. As I say, I'm not sure Sitsipas is fit. And if you are thinking that Sitsipas isn't fully 100% fit yet on that, that shoulder injury, then you might want to Look at, at back into Minor, but I think it's a I think it's a no bet for me. It's if all things are equal, you would expect on clay it's a pass to win this. Yep, but minus four dollars is a prohibitive price to take. Uh, Diminuar plus three dollars been impressive this week, so uh, a no bet from Sean from that. Um, Spanish players have dominated this tournament over the years. Uh, got a great record. Rafa Nadal has won it twelve times. And other Spaniards have done well. Carlos Alcaraz is defending champion. The defending champion is action against the two, uh, another Spanish player. The only two remaining Spanish players in the draw. Carlos Alcaraz is up against Alessandro Davidovich Fekina. Uh, we were quite worried about Davidovich Fekina's form um, and fitness coming into this. Uh, obviously, he lost in Estoril in the quarterfinal. Didn't play very well in Miami. Uh, got beat by Kachanov in Monte Carlo. But he's looked good here. He's um, He's... Not uh, lost a set. He had a very good, impressive match against Echeverry, a match that you were in attendance of. And yeah. Carlos Alcaraz here, if you're going to get beat, this could be a kind of game that could be quite tr- match could be quite tricky. Minus twelve hundred is the price for Carlos Alcaraz, plus seven dollars for Davidovich for Kina. Um, mm. The spread here is well, we haven't got any lines yet. And there's no lines up there for Bet Rivers, but I'm guessing it'll probably around about. Five, six, five and a half or six and a half start for Alcaraz. I think with the six, sorry, six and a half start for Davidovich for Kina minus six and a half for Alcaraz. Uh, I'd be quite tempted to uh, to play there, and I'd also be quite tempted to play the total games because I think this is a kind of match that um, Alcaraz may struggle with against uh, Davidovich for Kina if he's fit. Uh, remarkably, I've never bet before. Um, do you agree with me, or do you think that um, the number one seed will progress fairly comfortably through to the semi-finals? I think if we're looking at stats, then you would be heavily in the Alcaraz camp. Really, um, they've never met, as you said, but they do. They do train together quite often. These two, so they do know each other's um, games pretty well. Um, if we just look at, if we just take the stats, get the stats out of the way first. In terms of service points, one and return points, one titles on clay at main level in the last twelve months. Davidovich Rakina is on one hundred and one, which is you know okay, nothing. Nothing particularly spectacular. Alcaraz on 109, which is obviously excellent. But the, the stat which which interested me when I looked at this match earlier on is that if we look at Davidovich Rakina on all surfaces against top ten players, he's four sixteen win loss. So he's won he's won four of twenty matches against top ten players, the current top ten that is. 
and his service points one return points one total is 95 now if we if we if we say that okay maybe he he's improved in the last year or so if we just look at the last 12 months uh, against top 10 players he's nil six win loss and a 94 service points one return points one total so no no great improvement there i think it's just that you know his his serve is it is quite attackable by by the better players by the elite players um I, it's it's possible i mean it, it is possible if we just sort of those are the stats that's what that's what kind of puts me off backing him um is that record of davidovich is against the very best players that 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 does concern me it certainly would concern me if i was betting on him but you know if we've seen him play a very very high level at, at times davidovich um the fitness is still a bit of a worry for me. I had the trainer out again against Rusevora. I'm not sure what that was for, but it was a very, it was just a brief conversation. I don't think any treatment was taken um, by Davidovich. But he did have the physio out. Maybe just to have that lingering hamstring. But yeah, you know, he's played great so far. I think if he comes out, plays his best game, Alcaraz is, is a little shaky. He wasn't, he wasn't fabulous today. Alcaraz was he against against Bautista Agut? Um, it's definitely a. a consideration Davidovich Vakina on, on the handicap but I'm, I'm worried about the stats the, the data does put me off I must admit so there you have it just the one bet and it's uh, Lorenzo Mazzetti plus 220 there's the three quarterfinals we have odds on we do know the other quarterfinal and it's uh, Serendulu up against Dan Evans the Brits uh, against Serendulu Dan Evans amazingly beat Serendulu in the 2022 French Open last year in straight sets, but uh, we would expect Serendulu to start a very heavy favourite, probably around about minus $2 to beat Dan Evans, which is the final match uh, on the quarterfinal lineup. Check out the Bet Rivers website. You'll have all the outright markets and those matches as well for the tournament in Barcelona. We're switching across Europe now. We're heading to Munich. And uh, I'm quite amazed that we've actually got this far, Sean. With, you know, we've got to the quarterfinals. There hasn't been many uh, rain delays. The weather forecast was horrendous. Uh, but we've yep. managed to get through to the quarterfinals and we've got um, a sort of a mixed bag of opponents. You know, some players would expect it to be here and some players we wouldn't have expected to be here. The first match we want to talk about is Christopher O'Connell up against Flavio Cobello. Um, Cobello, sorry. Um, this is 5 a.m. tomorrow. This is even earlier start. Uh, Cobello is plus 175. Cobello, sorry, plus 175. Uh, Christopher O'Connell is minus two twenty-five. The spread is minus three, uh, minus three and a half. The totals are twenty-one and a half here. These two players wouldn't have expected to be here. O'Connell beat Zverev uh, in straight sets today, which was a huge, huge shock. Um, you would probably think on clay court form, Cobello uh, has a bit of a chance here. Um, he's he's got a decent clay record, eighty-nine and sixty-three, eleven and six this year come through qualification to get this far. Um, and O'Connell, again, we talk about players who have such a big high, and then all of a sudden they play a, a, a player like this, a qualifier, and they can't replicate the win they just had against Zverev. Um, plus 175, Cobello, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think it was a, a stratospheric surprise that Zverev lost. He, he, he has said on numerous occasions that he doesn't like playing in Munich when it's cold, and it really has been cold this week. There, it's it's been grim. Uh, I'm I'm glad I wasn't there to be honest. I'd have been I'd have been sat there wrapped up in about fifteen blankets and shirts and all sorts of stuff and jumpers and jackets. Um, O'Connell actually said it was the coldest he's ever been on a tennis court um, after his match today. So it's conditions where you know Zverev obviously doesn't fancy it. You know he said I don't I don't like it here when it's cold and he's he's true to his word. He got beat by O'Connell. 
today. I mean, the, the conditions, are, the stats are, are quite peculiar, actually, that are coming out of Munich so far. There's been 81% holds of serve, which is 6% higher than the average. But there's only been 64% first serve points won, which is about 4% less than the average. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, peculiar statistics. But the, the the simple fact is it's 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 cold. It's it's not particularly pleasant for the for the players or the supporters. And it's it's going to be a case of who wants it more, I think, this one. Um, O'Connell's stats, I looked at these. If we look at the last 12 months on clay in the main draw of challengers and at main level, so I've combined both tournaments there, uh, both levels of tournament there. Um, in terms of service points, one and return points, one Caboli's on 99 and O'Connell is on 104. I think, you know, O'Connell's got some very handy clay form. Um, you know, he beat Van der Zanskul where, uh, where I was in, in Marrakesh a few weeks ago. Um, ended up making the semi-final, uh, sorry, it was a final set tiebreak away from making the semi-finals there in Marrakesh. Then he went to the split challenger also on the clay, uh, made the semi-finals there, and now he's come here and beat Zverev. I think he's the right favourite. I think if you're looking at the stats and you're looking at the the level of the play, and obviously Caboli is quite inexperienced. I've seen him a few times, but you know he's rarely been at this level. Uh, this will be a huge match for him. O'Connell certainly has the advantage in, in terms of experience. I think the prices are about right on this one, to, uh, to cut a long story short. Yeah, sure. Minus 225, O'Connell. Caboli plus 175. Holger Rune got to the final last week in Monte Carlo, beaten by our pick, Andre Rublev. He's up against Christian Garin. If we're talking about cold conditions, the guy from Denmark should be more favourable against the guy from Chile. He's going to be Chile on court, but he won't be Chile for the, from his nation. Plus 270 for Christian Garin. Minus 360 for Holger Rune. The handicap is 3.5. Totals are 21.5. They've met twice before. And Holger Rune has won but on both occasions in straight sets. Very comfortably in straight sets as well. Last year in Stockholm and on the clay in Belgrade. Um, if Holger Rune is up for it and he fancies it, he'll win it. But the quick question mark is, is he really going to be 100% up for this one? Well, he, on the evidence of today's um, match against against my guy, Hampfman, then you would have to say yes. Um, I was hoping that the answer would be no. Um, obviously, um, I think it's the right play to take these guys on in a, in a small tournament just after they've made the final of a big tournament. They've got another big tournament next week. I don't, you know, I think it's the right thing to do. But Rune looked very much up for it today, which, um, you know, to his credit and uh, to my detriment, it's, it, it, you know, he, look, he looks like he's up for it. So, which could be bad news for, for Garin. Um, as you say, he's beaten him a couple of times before. Um, he was going on about how he loves the tournament ruin. I mean, I, I do take that with a pinch of salt when the guys say that, but it certainly appears to be the case. He, he could certainly have been forgiven ruin for just kind of fading away this week after after last week and then with Madrid in mind as well, but it doesn't look like he's going to do that. So, yeah, I mean, you would have to make ruin a decent favourite for that one. He, he played well. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't brilliant against Hanfman, but he was he was certainly good enough. He actually, the stats that I saw, he was, he, was, um, he hadn't won as as many points on second serve as Hanfman did, but he served great, Rune. You know, if he serves like that again, you would think it'd be too much for Garin. Just before we go on to the next game in Munich, just talk about there's some news that come out today about um Rafa Nadal not going to be playing in Madrid. Uh mm. obviously his chances of playing in the French Open look very, very you know, it's, it's impossible to say, but they don't look very good at the moment. And if he that does, what kind of form we get Rafa Nadal's are going to be in? Uh, we like it, but we look at like we've spoken about futures before, 
And I'm looking at the French Open market now here with Bet Rivers. Another Djokovic is plus 175. Isn't in the greatest of form on, on clay. Carlos Alcaraz, <clears throat> plus 175. Rafael Nadal with plus 350. Oh, you, you wouldn't bet Rafael Nadal with anyone's money at plus 350. Um, mm-hmm. is 1,400. Holger Rune, 1,400. Yannick Sinner, 1,400. And then you've got your man, um, Rosetti, 3,300. Uh, Medvedev, 3,300. Casper uh, Rud has got beat today. He was, he's 2,500. And uh, we have Andre Rublev, 3,300. Looking at that market now... Do you think Holkaruna could possibly be a play now for the for the French Open, or is there anybody else that you're thinking, you know, he he's got to be he he could be the value pick for the French Open as we stand now? Because there's major doubts about Nadal. There's major doubts about Djokovic. Alcaraz at plus one seventy five could quite easily start minus money. Mm. Uh, barring Alcaraz, do you think there's any other big price pick that we should be looking at? Well, I'm I'm happy that my Massetti's got into thirty three to one from a hundred. That that means I've I've got a bit of value. Um yeah. so I'm happy about that. Rune's definite contender. Um Djokovic from his part, he always starts the the clay court season slow. It's no surprise that he started it slow. He does it pretty much every year. So if we're looking at Djokovic, I'd say look at him again after Rome and you'll find he's a you'll probably find he's a, a, a very big contender. Um yeah, Rune's a possibility. If you're asking me whether Rune's got a chance of get, going deep at the French Open, you would have to say yes. Yes, he does. Um, hopefully, Massetti does as well. Rude, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm not sure I can see him making back-to-back French Open finals. Um, Nadal, I, I would. I would sort of rule out at this stage. I think mm. it's going to be very difficult for him to to just rock up in. Um, well, if he's not even playing Madrid. Let's have a look at the calendar. What's the next tournament after that? It's um, Rome, well, obviously Rome, yeah. And then after that, you just got the week where you've got Geneva and Leon. I can't imagine he's going to play that. So he's he's going to come at best. He's going to come to the French Open having played what Rome, and then he's expected to win another French Open. It's at his age with all his injuries. It seems the three fifty seems an insanely short price to me, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I wouldn't touch it with with your money. I wouldn't. I wouldn't he's, he's just he's just absolutely uh, to me. He's a, he's, a, he's a big, big, big fade. And I, I just noticed twenty eight percent in the market that it's going to go out of the book. So that's got to go somewhere. So someone there has to be some value. Massetti, uh, that's the one. Yeah, well, I think Bruner. I think uh, I, th- I think Alcaraz actually, to be fair, rather than Djokovic. Yeah, Alcaraz is the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. of course. I think he'll. Akras can start minus money, I think, for the favourite, but uh, we'll see. Um, we're running out a little bit out of time, so it's just one final game, sorry, on that uh, quarterfinal in Munich. We've got Marcus Giron against Botic van der Sandrup, minus 275, Botic van der Sandrup, plus 210, Marcus Giron, who's uh, done all right this week. He's played some decent tennis. Uh, thoughts on these two? Yeah, I mean, Giron's clay stats have, up until the last sort of week or so, have been atrocious. Um he wasn't particularly great today either against Richard, the, the qualifier who beat Struff. Um, but you never know a Bottic, do you? you? You just don't know. If if you're assuming Bottic is on one of his go days, then he should win this on clay against Giron. I think it's as simple as that. If, if Bottic has one of his days when he he's a bit, doesn't really fancy it and he, the body language is going and he's muttering, then he might get he might struggle. But all things being equal, you would expect Van der Zanskill to win that. And the other quarterfinal will be between Taylor Fritz and Dominic Team or Mark Andre Husler, who uh, currently reign delay with Husler winning the first set. So check out the Bet Rivers website. It probably won't be up today. That'll probably be rain delay tomorrow. And I think there's a bit of rain forecast tomorrow as well. So you may have a chance to uh, 
to have a little bit of a sleep uh, tomorrow on these ones. We've got four quarterfinals in Bosnia. Uh, we have our pick, Lazlo Jerry, who's the only one remaining for us. And if you look at our profit at the bottom, it's 18.37 units now here on this show. And Lazlo Jerry was our tournament pick. He's minus 167 against Alex Molkon. Uh, we have Novak Djokovic minus 1,000 against Dujan Lejevic at plus 650. Andre Rublev minus 1,200 against uh, Damir Zuma plus 700. And we have uh, Jiri Leheka minus 188 against Mimor Kekmanovic. Uh, Sean, just talk us through those four matches and give us your your leans or any sort of bets you may have. Yeah, just briefly on conditions here, the players have said it's so, so slow. Um, Djokovic said it was it will rank as the slowest conditions I've ever played in. Um, the balls were big instantly and I couldn't penetrate through the court. It was probably slightly quicker today because it wasn't quite as damp, but it still looks very, very slow. It's only 60% for so points have been won here. So this is a very, very, very slow uh, clay court. Um, from my point of view, Jerry um, obviously got a very good chance of getting through against Molkam. I do think he's a bit short. If you're coming into this match having knocked back Jerry outright, I'd be tempted to back Molkan at these prices. Um, there's not much in it at all in the one-year main level uh, clay stats in terms of service points, one return points, one totals. Jerry's on 101, Molkan 101.5, so a tiny advantage to Molkan there. Um, both guys played a three-hour match, very long, tough match on Wednesday. Um, so they've had a day off, but this is—I'd say this was a roughly a fifty-fifty match. I'm not—I'm not entirely sure why why Jerry's as, as short as he is. To be honest, obviously I hope he wins, but I wouldn't be backing him at that price. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, but he, he is—I would say he's probably more of a natural clay quarter on his form over the years, and he's obviously got a, probably a lot more support given geographically where he comes from in the world. Possibly, uh, but Malkan's from that region and he plays on clay a lot. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say it was that big of an advantage for Jerry myself, but mm. um, I, I hope I hope the bookies are right, obviously. But um, I just think that's a bit short. We just talked briefly about the other ones. I mean, they Djokovic did meet this again. year as well, and obviously Jerry won as well in Pune. So that was on a different surface, but that's that's profession in mind. But uh, and also Possibly probably anymore. probably the bookmakers have huge amount of liabilities on Jerry to win the tournament because of your pick. That's, could, probably, could, that's probably the reason. Could be that. Could be that. Could be that. Um, Djokovic against Lajevic. This the question is how fit is Djokovic? You know, he's he's on about this right arm, elbow, whatever it is, injury he's got now. Played with a sleeve on that on that arm in the first set against Luka Van Asken uh, yesterday. Took it off for the next two sets. Um, you know, again looked all right in the last two sets, improving. Lajevic obviously very good on clay, but does he have the belief to beat his mate Djokovic? He's idle, I imagine. Uh, Djokovic. Wouldn't have thought so. He lost six love six one to him in Monte Carlo when they played on the clay there. Six two six one prior to that. Lavich also said he didn't like the conditions here. He prefers the sun. It's too slow and cold for him. So <laughs> difficult to make much of a case for Lavich there for me. Um, and what else have we got here? In um, we've got a heavy favourite Rublev against uh, Zuma. Yeah, I watched all of Zuma's match today against uh, against Gasquet. A little bit fortunate to win it. Um, Zuma really, I think Djokovic, I think Gasquet was shattered by the end. Um, didn't look like he, you know, had a lot left. And Zuma, obviously, very highly motivated playing in his home tournament, just about had the edge on him. Can't see him doing it again against Rublev. I, I did question Rublev's kind of commitment to this tournament. Um, and I think rightly so, just after he's won a Masters 1000, um, coming straight to a, a 250 in sort of cold, slow conditions, it, it's it's feasible that he would have kind of not fancied it, but he looks like he does. Um, so it's difficult to see Zuma winning that one if Rublev is, remains as committed as he appeared to be today. Um, and the other one, I think, is 
is is a bit of a problem because the hacker against Kekmanovic, I mean, Kekmanovic has injury problems. He had a, a right thigh issue. He had the trainer out. Looked like he was struggling physically today, which is a shame because he's actually got better data on clay than the hacker. You know, if I thought Kekmanovic was was fit and fully fit, then it, it might be a, a possible play because he's got a six point lead in terms of service points, one in return points, one on clay in the last twelve months at main level, which is pretty good. He's also playing at home, but the injury does put me off. He's, he certainly seems to be struggling physically, Kekmanovic. So, really. Not much in the way of bets. Um, watching brief in Bosnia, watching brief in Munich. A lot of favourites are fancy to go well. A lot of favourites we think are unopposable. But the one favourite we want to take on tomorrow, early start, 6am Eastern time in Barcelona, Yannick Sinner we want to take on. We want to fade in minus 305. We want to get with Lorenzo Massetti, who's now down to plus 220. And we fully expect the Italian to start even shorter in the betting than that. So just the one pick from Sean, Lorenzo Massetti tomorrow uh, in the quarterfinals in Barcelona. Uh, remember, there's three ways to follow us here on Game Bet Match. You can download our podcast on the Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the Bet Rivers Network, and you can follow us on Twitter at our handle, which we share with all the handicappers, at Because We Win. That's where you'll see all the content from Sean and myself. We want our travels around the tennis circuit and also the fabulous soccer handicappers we have here on the Bet Rivers Network. And it's a big week of soccer action this weekend. So that's it for this week uh, on Game Bet Match. Uh, we're really cheering Laszlo Jerry. Uh, we want him to get through. He's our last remaining pick. And tomorrow, the pick is Lorenzo Massetti. Sean, thank you very much, as always, for joining us. Uh, have you have a very, very enjoyable weekend. Anything nice planned for the weekend? Uh, don't know is the answer to that. Oh, um, oh. Not sure, to be honest, off the top of my head. It's uh, it's too far ahead. I'll, I'll obviously be looking at some tennis, I should imagine, at some point. But um, hopefully I'll be watching Laszlo Jerry lifting the title in Banja Luka. Well, that will be um, absolutely fantastic. I am um, off. Sorry, gone, Sean. No, it's not, nothing. I was going to say, other than that, I'll probably be watching uh, my little boy play football and then rugby, which is what I normally do on weekends when I'm not doing tennis. Well, that sounds a perfect weekend to me. I'm off to the FA Cup semi-finals at Wembley to watch Manchester City against Sheffield United, followed by Manchester United against Brighton. And there you'll you see all my stuff on our new Instagram page as well because we win and also our Twitter handle. So have a great weekend and we'll speak to you again on Sunday for the next edition of Game Bet Match. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.